Hello, welcome back to People and Penny. My name is Norma and I'm your host for the season. So, um, on today's episode of the podcast, I have with me a designer of the times. So, I'm just going to let him introduce himself and his business. Uh, okay. Um, my name is Afolawi Oriyomi. Uh, I run a fashion menswear brand called uh, Afolawi Lagos. Uh, it's a contemporary brand for men. Sometimes we do women, but mm-hmm. majorly men. Uh, and then uh, I think that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming, Afolabi. It's right. great to have you on the podcast. So I want to talk about immense fashion. It's yeah. always been interesting. Like, obviously, I know that men's clothes don't drop from anywhere. They don't drop from <laughs> heaven. But then it's not every day that you meet a male designer mm-hmm. in Nigeria. So I just wanted to know, like... Growing up, we always got asked, oh, what do you want to be in the future? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Did you always know that you wanted to be a designer? Uh, no, I, I never just... Uh, when I was growing up, I don't think that I wanted to become a designer, but I was always in the creative space growing up. So uh, I used to sketch a lot. Uh, I used to just create things. So, mm. And then eventually, I just fell... In, I, I feel like I fell into fashion. It's like... It was like a well, and then I just fell into it. And then <laughs> since then, I've just been creating pieces and just making stuff work for me. But for me, I don't just see fashion as fashion. For me, it's like an art. Mm-hmm. So I mastered my craft, and then I just keep creating. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. So, um, so right, I've been able to go through like some of the things that your brand has done, and I've seen that you've done fits for people like Ricardo Banks, you've done for Ebukan. I don't know about you, Sha. For me, <laughs> I'm feeling those people. So I just want to know like pre them and just like early days of Afolabi Lagos, like how did Afolabi Lagos start? Oh okay. Um it's it's been quite a journey, but for me it all started from going to, getting into school. prior prior school, prior um I went to Yabatech. Okay, what you doing? I, st- I studied industrial design, fashion. Oh, okay. So, um, prior to that time, I've always just been doing creative work for a lot of brands. So, uh, I just had friends who were running their brands, and then I used to just handle creative work for them. But when I got into school, I I wanted to do more than that. So, I had an internship with uh, Itwambasi. She's a female designer, okay. very great at what she does. Uh, and then, right when I was there, I picked up a lot of a lot of things just working mm-hmm. and having like an internship and then she just mentored me for a while and also i was also doing a lot of creative work for another male another menswear brand robes and those were like the people who just molded me to start up my own yeah so while i was in school i just started making shirts for my friend designing t-shirts and doing all of that and after you know, man, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm making quite a lot from this. I think I want to. You just want to go. To I want to focus more on this, mm, and then okay. that's how that's how I started, and then I just started making, and the growth just kept coming. Sometimes it's it's funny how you now eventually like people now see all the all the growth. They don't see all the sufferings and everything, that, yeah, all the back and forth, all the late nights and everything. But I'm ha- I'm happy for where I am right now super happy it's not it's not been easy but it's, we've just been taking it a step at a time a step at a time 
Yeah. So, like, uh, I just want to know, how did it feel to have, like, your first sketch? Because you mentioned that you sketch, right? Yeah. So, for your designs and... Do you sew? Yeah, I do sew also, yes. Okay. So, okay, you'll have made it easier to, like, really bring into life some of the things that you in want. It. Because yeah, I know um... that in the fashion space, or for designers, they've mm-hmm. kind of had this problem between, oh, this is the sketch I've done, and then having uh, a tailor produce, just yeah, bring that yeah, idea uh, to life. Yeah, so I, I think for fashion is... You, if you're if you're looking to run a brand, mm-hmm. it's it would be it would be good for you to to have knowledge of everything that's going on. Yeah. So that you don't have lapses in everything. Mm-hmm. But f- for me now, um, when I was doing creative work for a brand, I was I wasn't sewing or I wasn't doing any, I wasn't doing any, any of those things. Mm-hmm. I was just doing just the creative work, creating designs and everything. I think my first design was was uh, I designed some shirts for Brimo. Okay. At that at that time, this was like 2014, 15, I think. Mm-hmm. I designed some shirts for him, so he, they wanted it to look a certain way, and then I did that, and then I met with the tailor, and then he create and we created it together, and then all of that. But be, before now, now I now create my own patterns. I sew my own outfits. I have tailors who also, mm. I have people working for me and all of that. So that's how it just moved for me. It yeah. wasn't just that, oh, I just started sewing immediately. I, I was yes. first creating before I started sewing, before I started making patterns and doing all of that together. So I have, an, I have a general understanding of everything that goes on with my brand. It's, yeah. not, it's not just, I'm not just going to make a sketch and then we, I, I tell you, no, we create everything together yeah so now you just mentioned brimo and i just like to like know like what was like your first major kind of celebrity deal or kind of work that you did and you were like okay i'm actually <laughs> catching a break but, right now like uh, this stuff i'm doing is going somewhere can you remember who was the first uh, person what i do was? quite quite it was quite the number but for my own brand i think um it was it was getting to work with Ebuka and not knowing that I was working with Ebuka. Ooh, it was just that happen. It was very funny. It was um, so before now I've made outfits sometimes. So I, I work with sometimes I work with some stylists. Yes, there's a stylist that I currently work with, um, Style Infidel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, so he just buzzed me. It's like it's like a big uncle to me. Mm-hmm. So I, he knew when I started and everything. So it was like oh. He needs some pieces for me. If I have any pieces on ground, he needs it for a shoot. So I'm like, oh yeah, I should have a couple of uh, outfits. And then I sent them to him that he was going to use for styling. So his after it was done, and then he he now said, oh, that the outfit were great and everything. He just sent me a, a measurement. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make some outfit. I had some outfits ready. So I sent it to him and then when like two weeks later and i've seen images on the internet so ebuka is wearing your stuff and i'm like wow. okay you didn't tell me it was going to be <laughs> but i was happy because i didn't even know who it was going to be but i'd yeah. already sent good outfit and then he was like oh these outfits were great he was like oh he's going to buy the outfits he's not mm-hmm. going to just let me receive it back he's going to send me payments for all the outfit and i'm like now nah, i think this is going good and when i saw the images it was crazy and then be after that we've just been working and working with so many people so i think for me that was something that made me believe more in myself not even knowing the fact that who i was making it for so yeah. that so it, it just gave me uh, a clear understanding that no matter who the person that's when you're off you need to put in work 
mm-hmm. in the outfit that you're making. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you need to make sure that that's why for me, that's the slogan I use for my brand is for royals only. So I, every outfit that I create, is should be fit for a royal. That's what I believe in. So yeah. I believe that no matter if it was Abu Car, if it's John on the street, if it's my gate man that would have to wear the t-shirt, the same outfit that I would give to that person is the same treatment I would give yeah, to the quality. next person. So that's what I just use as a model for my business. Yeah. So um, we've talked about that, but then uh, definitely for you to be getting calls like, oh, we have a shoot, we want to do this and all of that, yeah. then um, it means that there has to be something about your pieces. So I just want to understand like, what's your design process like? Like your creative process, what influences the kind of designs that you make? Yeah, it would be cliche to say, Oh, I'm inspired <laughs> by God. <laughs> it would be very cliche to say it's that. Way, yeah. <laughs> but for me, generally, um, design for me is just, I feel like it's just a way of life. It's, it's how you see a certain thing and then you want to make, you want to correct it. For me, that's how, I, that's how design started for me. It was, checking out magazines, mm-hmm. seeing what people were wearing and I f- feeling that this should be done in a certain type yeah. of way, being inspired by something that's already made. And for me, that's how great artists all start. Mm-hmm. You get inspired by something. So for me, I'm majorly, I'm more inspired by like my everyday life, mm-hmm. what I see on the streets, how, how I think this color should blend better with this color, how I think or this other color works best with this. So my, for me, my inspiration comes from daily, from music videos, mm-hmm. from artworks. I really love arts. And, mm, and then just general life itself, just seeing things and knowing that they could be better. Yeah. That's how I, that's what my thoughts. So every piece that I make or every outfit that I make, I always try to, put that extra touch to it, that extra details to it, so that it just stands out from what every other person is doing. Okay. So I want to talk a bit more now about the business and financial, the admin part mm-hmm. of the fashion business and all yeah, that's of that. The trou- that's the troublesome part. <laughs> so um, I wanted to know, um, how did Afolabiligo start out? Because now we have, um, it's like in the past couple of years, we've had more ready-to-wear brands mm-hmm. come up and we we know that fashion has not always been that way yeah. in Nigeria here. So what model did you decide to start Afolabi Lagos with? And how did it serve you well in the beginning mm-hmm. stages? And what model does it run on now? Um, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> if I say, like, I know how it's like, you know, you usually, like, you're supposed to start a business, you register, yeah. you do all of that. Now, it's easier to start, like, businesses like that mm-hmm. now because of the information that we have. Exactly. But when I started, I just started with nothing, to be honest. I started with nothing, with mm-hmm. with just an idea. And then having people trust that I could do the idea. So for me, I, I feel like my business started based on trust. Yeah. Because somebody just trusted me to say, Oh, you can make you can you make this shirt for me? And I'm like, Yes, I can. I can. I showed you a sketch. You're like, oh, I love this. How about you make it? Like, I need like five of it, mm-hmm. and then trusting me to give me money to deliver. to deliver, and then that was just how the business started for me. So it was getting an upfront saying, oh, I, I think I like this design. Oh, could you make like five for me? And I'm like, oh yeah, I can. And then getting that payment, making it, making a profit out of it. Then now, 
putting it back into the yeah. business and then growing all the way from that. So for me, it's just that's just the model that I've been following. We, we're building the business with trust, but now it's it's, it's better now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing ready to wear, we're doing pieces, selected pieces, we're doing all of that. But it didn't just start like that. It was it was just somebody trusting me to say, okay, you know what? And then having friends and family who support your business. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great way to start business. Having Very people who will, tr- who will trust you, who say, you know what? We can give you this certain amount to do. So, so for me, that's how it all started. So basically, from your answer, we can deduce that funding for Afalapi Lagos in the early days was yeah, was, was not as hard uh, as it would have been. No, it was it was hard. It was hard <laughs> because it was hard because it's not like I got one ten million from somewhere or one million. No, it wasn't like that. It was it was much as saying you were making. You were buying the fabric, you were making the shirt and everything, and then you were just making maybe a thousand or two thousand naira from yeah. one piece. You were, you were, I wasn't making, I wasn't making money when I started. Yeah. I, nobody gave me one, two hundred, two hundred. Do you understand? Like I didn't get that type of funding, but I just, I just built trust with the people that I already had and the people that I knew, and then they just, it just kept moving from there because it, I didn't start with any huge amount to say. Oh, this and this mm-hmm. it was just building that trust with people and people saying that you're doing a good stuff and then trusting to give you money because yeah. i i cannot tell you that oh i started with 200 no i can't <laughs> i'm sure i must have started with nothing i started with nothing yeah. i started with nothing at all i had nothing i had no no nothing i had nothing when i started <laughs> I keep saying that. Is the idea. emphasis on yeah. nothing for me? It's because it's crazy. Like people, I think for me, it's the the idea of starting businesses should just should be you having the idea and people believing that you can execute, execute it. Exactly. Because if you keep waiting to have the money to do it, it's not like there are some businesses that you need a, lo- a huge buck of money to do. Yeah. But if you know that you have an idea that you think that people can, like. Buying to like buying to that idea. I think you should always just chip it. You should always just chip it or start it. Just start from anything. It will be hard to start from nothing now because mm-hmm. things are so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when I started, I, I knew that it was it was from zero. Yeah. So um, how old is Afalabi Lagos right now? Uh, Afalabi Lagos should is three, three, three years. But we, we, we don't um. It's not three years. It's three years, but it's not three years. Yeah, it's three years because that's when officially got registered and everything. But like, it's always been, we've been having that back and forth. And that's that's another thing with funding. If if it probably was a huge funding at the beginning, Mm. there were the times when we would go without having any orders and the business is not circulating and everything. So, all that back and forth, I don't think we should count that year. That was our trial and error <laughs> <laughs> time and phase. Okay. Um, so basically I just want to find out like what has been your biggest challenge and like running affordability goals and how are you navigating that? Yeah, a lot um I won't lie, it's funding. <laughs> <laughs> See this matter of money. <laughs> um apart from that, it's mm. just the fact that you cannot because of the market that we're in is still for boils down to funding because controlling um, production, controlling your, like, say, let me give you a typical example. Um, 
you go to the market to get fabrics that you mm. want to use to create a certain idea or a certain design that you've created. Mm. Now you drop the design. When you time you went to the market, you were only able to get a certain amount of yard yeah. of fabric. Now you drop the design. The design is crazy. People love it. It's it's amazing. People haven't seen that in a long time. People are buying it. But now you're getting so much orders mm. that you cannot handle. Mm. because one is you don't have enough of that fabric yeah so um fab fabric production is a problem controlling how how much of an outfit how much of an outfit that you can make and then create for more people to get to have access to is a big major problem and then having funding to say or you want to get more you have always have to save out of the business to say okay i want to increase my production space i want to do this i want to do that especially when you're growing as a business mm -hmm. you have to now be saving and then saving all that book money and then taking it perhaps when you have like an investor who would say okay we're putting this certain amount or this is what and how the business is going to grow we're going to start doing production from somewhere else yes. you just start creating all that space so yeah you have to keep growing small 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 so it eventually it all just falls down to funding in general because for my business, I know that there's certain times when you wanted, I really wanted to make 50 of those outfits, of yeah. those particular shirts. I, I, I have the intention to make that. I have the intention to make it available, but I don't have that certain amount of fabric. Mm -hmm. I cannot get the reach to get more fabrics and none of that. It's very limited. And then if you have to do that, you have to put in a lot of money to do that. Um, what is something that you see has been very instrumental to um, the business's growth? Because some people, um, like we had a guest whose um, leverage was community building, like mm -hmm. a community and then pr priming the community to be able to and ready to buy mm -hmm. when the business was um, going to start. Mm -hmm. So what you see has been one leverage that has just really, really just boosted yeah, the business. I, I think the internet is like a, a marvelous um, invention. Invention because um, I've had, without meeting some certain type of people or without having to go and be finding customers, yes, and trying to do it, so much marketing and investing so much money in marketing, mm -hmm. the internet just blows it up for you. You would upload. A picture of a shirt and then you never know where it will land and you never know who's going to budge you for that for that so mm -hmm. i think the, the internet has been like a very great tool for me selling on instagram yeah or twitter or facebook and all of that has been very very great on even whatsapp even whatsapp you just post and then oh people that you don't even know that on your contact list is like oh mm -hmm. i want that piece i want this piece so the internet has been has been amazing to my business. Instagram too. Yeah. I, would, I would say Instagram. Um. So um. Before we wrap up, I yeah. think my final question just has to be um the biggest lesson that you've learned officially running Afolabi Lagos for three years. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? You know, before you realize, I want to talk about you. You have had a viral moment before. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just do that thing. So you can say that before we round up, you want to talk about the viral moment you had. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So now yeah, I'm, yeah, going to, I'm going to pretend like I knew that I had a viral moment. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. going to talk about uh, that. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so before we wrap up, right? I know that um Afalabiligos had a viral moment on the mm-hmm. internet. So what caused you that what happened? Oh yeah. I was it was a great moment. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. I kinda I kinda learned a lot <laughs> from just that short time. Um so it was um so outside of designing and running Afalabiligos, I also do styling and yes. creative work for like other things so um i have a friend who's a photographer called the coco and then he wanted us to create like a collaboration with an outfit that i had made a while ago yeah. and then he kept saying that he really wanted that outfit so um so we said we set up for him myself and then a model so we were going to shoot uh, at the keja underbridge and then we got there early we kept waiting for the model to show up model was taking forever to show up <laughs> and then i said to myself you know a couple of guys is on sleeping this at, mm. under the bridge do you think that we we use them to just model and it's like oh, do you think we should do anything i'm like we make clothes and then yeah. anybody could fit into any clothes exactly. you don't have to be a model model you don't have to have a certain type of figure or look like a certain type of way to be able to become a model everybody's a, a model because the outfit that we make is for everybody. So mm-hmm. we had that back and forth conversation. And then, you know what? We just walked up to a guy that was sleeping under the bridge. And I'm like, you know what? Would you like to model for us? Would would yeah. would, would, would give you a certain, a certain amount. But like, it's not like we're going to pay him. Yes. Like, do you understand? So, understand. And he was like, oh, that's fine. That he would do it. And he was sleeping under the bridge. And then he said, okay, now that's fine. And then we did. And immediately I wore him the outfit. The outfit fit him perfect. It was as if I made the outfit for him. And then by the time we had that, we did did a couple of shoots. And then he just started posing like he's <laughs> yeah, been a model for opportunity forever. And then we just we just kept on going for hours. And then I, I kept asking him that, have you modeled before? Is this something that you did? It's like, oh, I mean, I know they do that type of thing. I don't know what you did talk. <laughs> and then it was just a, a very beautiful moment just at that space. And then I just tweeted about it with the images that are taken with my phone, not yeah. with the photographer images. The images were not even ready yet. I just took pictures from my phone and then uploaded it on Twitter and then it just went viral. <laughs> People were just like, oh, who's this guy? He looks so much. He's a model. Is he a model? Oh, is this? this and all of that. And then it was just crazy from then. Got um, Linda KG. People just kept on posting like yes. all the blogs and everybody. And then I got a call from... Um, um, I think um, the bet model called to say oh, they would like to meet him and everything. Ooh, wow. A couple of other um, agency tried to re- reach out to us and everything. So, and then we got a couple of gigs. I was able to move him from this from the underbridge that he was staying. Yes. And then he, I then we got him in a little apartment for just a short period of time. And then we tried. I just tried as much as possible to make it beneficiary for him. Yeah. And then it was good. I wished he got signed, but you know how Nigeria can be. Yeah. I wished he got signed, but like there was a, we I opened a GoFundMe for him. It didn't reach the target, but it was good enough to get me a new apartment. And mm. and from from then on, it's just been it's just been good. Uh, I just wish that he got signed and then became like a full blown model and everything. But you know how things can be. But it was just a good experience learning about a lot of things and just seeing 
seeing somebody elevate from a from a space to another space yeah. and it was it was it was a very beautiful experience okay so um but yeah so um finally to wrap up um what would you say has been your biggest lesson running afala believers uh, I don't know if it's is it a lesson or it's just <laughs> I think I think for me it's just like a drive is yes. to just never stop and never settle uh cuz I've I had I've had back and forth and mm-hmm. and all of that but like for me I think that's the that's the only thing that I know that keeps pushing me is just knowing that I could do better I could I could be better I could reach better I could reach higher and all of that so I just keep going for it because uh I, I just can't settle for any mediocre or mediocrity or anything like that yeah. nothing minimal everything has to be top-notch definitely thank you so much afala beligos for coming on this episode of the podcast um thank you so much guys for listening you can always find old episodes of people and penny anywhere that you listen to podcasts thank you and we'll see you in the next episode thank you for having me Thank you for coming.